Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to part two of Private Parts. Thank you for clicking over. We're still here with Hayley Morris. Hey, what was your nickname growing up? Morris. Oh, it's Morris. Why? Oh, no, Bee Stings. Bee Stings? Mm-hmm. Why? Why Bee Stings? Fat chested. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. I was when see... you don't have boobs, people are like, Bee Stings. And I was like, correct. <laughs> School's, <laughs> yeah, 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 School's yeah. so <laughs> savage, isn't it? Like, what oh. was yours? Uh, I don't know. Mitt Dick. I was at school. Oh, Mitt, Mitt Dick. Dick. Not for any reason. It just was like, uh, it rhymed. Mitt, Mitt Dick. Dick. Rhyme. Mitt, Mitt, Mitt Dick would work. Dick. Yeah. yeah. Mitt Dick. I don't know. What was yours? Uh, mine was Lang- oh, Lango. I got called <laughs> Rudolph because my nose used to go red when I was young, when it was cold. Oh, that's quite sweet then. Yeah. Um, and Noddy. I got called Noddy. Cute though. It's all coming back now, actually. Um, hey. And Little Bitch Boy. <laughs> no. Uh, Chicken. No, <laughs> a little bitch boy. Trauma's um, really coming yeah. up. Oh god, get back in the cupboard, little bitch boy. <laughs> Haley, back to back to your book. By the way, we can just. I want to shout this out. We can go and get your book right now, can't we? We can. Yeah. We're gonna leave the description below, but you can go and get it in any bookstore. Well, okay. <laughs> any bookstore. Any any bookstore. And if they don't have it, demand that they go and get it for you. <laughs> yeah. Go into any, any, any particular that we can sort of you can get it name from and shame. Tesco, Waterstones, mostly Waterstones, and then some W H Smithers. 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 W H Smithers. W H Smithers. W H Smithers. Also, obviously Amazon. And also Amazon. Um, okay. Amazon. Uh, before we get into me versus period, how to cover up a fart? Because we left that. This is page eighty-eight. How do we cover up a fart? There are many ways of covering up a fart. Okay, go on, give it to me. You can do the old cough trick. Yeah, but doesn't, also, that doesn't work. It doesn't. It doesn't work. That no, does not work. No, you have to make sure that you're coughing louder than the fart. Um, <laughs> but it, you've also, got to deal with the smell as well. Like, what well, are you going to do about that? That's, that's the hard part. I think at the beginning of a relationship, that is a Look how weird thing. he looks when Min reads a book. It looks so, why do you look so strange <laughs> reading it? The leg up. Yeah, I know. You look, I t- this sofa is, <clears throat> you've got your leg up as well. Yeah, I'm having a nice time. You look unrelaxed with your... Oh, what? So you're relaxed? Oh, for fuck's yeah. sake. Do you know, rather than telling you how to cover it up, because you can read it in the book, I'm going to tell you about the first time I farted in front of my boyfriend. Love this. Love this. Because it almost, I almost put it in the book and then I took it out because there was just so much fart and poop stuff that I was like, it's too much. Um, so uh, it was quite early on and it was when I lived on the Isle of Wight. So he was down visiting and we'd been to my friend's for dinner and we were quite drunk, got back to mine and we were sat on the sofa watching TikTok together and he fell asleep and I was like, right, just need to go to the toilet. So I left all the doors open <laughs> <laughs> and I went for a wee, but I don't know if it happens to guys, but sometimes a fart just... Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, the, yeah. The loudest thing in the <laughs> yeah, world. Yeah. Yours was Usually, echoed in the loo. Yeah, and like honestly echoed around <laughs> the toilet. Dropped a bag of bones. In it was a whole bag of bones, <laughs> a whole body. It was so loud, so proud. And I just sat there, eyes glazed over and I was like, 
Oh my Proper god! Proper fight or flight so response. Good. It's almost like what would you? You feel like you've just committed a murder, I, was, and you're like, okay, like, I'm, what awful. do I do now? How do I get but out of this? The way I got out of it was the most unhinged thing. I basically turned the tap on and then was going oh. as if that sounded anything like the fart that just erupted out of me. So this is almost this like mimicry tactic. Yeah, yeah completely and... off. And then meanwhile, which, which probably just draws more attention honestly, to it. And, and then he thinks that you're mental. I thought, please just be asleep. Please be asleep. Really not that far away from me. The flat is quite in bed. small. He's up in bed getting dressed. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's on Uber. Like. It was awful. I walked in the room and I was like, "Oh, he's still asleep." The next day, we were having breakfast, and he was like, "I heard you fart yesterday." I was like, "You left like twenty four hours." That's huge. That's, That's huge. It was awful. It was so embarrassing. Oh my but god! I like, the, I like that he waited. Yeah, he really was like, "I'm gonna drop it when she least expenses it," like just like I did. When she um, least expenses it. <laughs> Sorry, did least you expense that? <laughs> When she least expenses that one. Yeah, when she least expenses that one. Sorry, I've been uh, looking at your VAT returns and uh, the there's something out of line here. Yeah. <laughs> You've not included that fart you did last I'm night. I'm very good at talking. That, that, yeah, reminds you, great. that reminds me of the story of my friend who they're now, they're now actually uh, married. But um, we went to we went to get her a party in, um, I don't know why this reminds me, we went to a party in, in Bristol anyway. <laughs> talking of someone leaving. Anyway... <laughs> They uh, started making out and it was really good and they started kissing, all that kind of stuff. And he was, a my friend was a bit drunk and he went into the bathroom. He went into, <laughs> he was a bit drunk and he went to the bathroom to drink more champagne and he came back out of the room and he decided, oh, I'll just get naked. Came out of the room completely naked and he, he saw that the door was shutting, sh shut. And he was like, what the hell? So he ran, it was in a hotel. So he ran out of the door, looked over and <laughs> saw her running down the stairs. And so he decided to chase her. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's in American Psycho. <laughs> Did he drop a chainsaw? And we were like to him, what are you going to do if he caught him? I know, got you. <laughs> With his dick flying yeah, around. Like, but now then they got married because of it. I don't know if that Sorry. would happen to everyone. <laughs> don't try it. Yeah, that's, that sounds a little bit dodgy. <laughs> that's terrifying. Okay, uh, another um, me versus period. Mm-hmm. A lot of battles. You oh, fighting, but, but isn't life a whole, whole, whole? It is. If you, yeah. if you every day is yeah. every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every yeah. day is a struggle. Every day, it's always a battle. Always a battle in the mind. Do you have, you, have you managed to through doing this process? Are you better at not overthinking? Yeah, I think because I talk about it so much, I'm now like, ah, well, well, I say that sometimes. I'm like. Uh, no, I can't do it. I don't know what I'm doing. Also, it's at the moment, it's very much I'll have a conversation with someone and then afterwards I'm like, why did I say that? Do they, why did I say that? Do they think I'm an awful person? And I will think that over and over and over and over. And no matter what I do, I can't get rid of that one. Really? Yeah. But you're depends the nicest, Hayden. So no saying. one would ever think that. Yeah. You're saying some horrible things. <laughs> Terrible yeah. things. But you knew, no one would ever think that about you ever. But that doesn't stop the brain from saying it. And also you're like, oh, was I a complete loser? Does everyone think I'm a freak? And that, that goes over. Like I met someone the other day, won't name them. And I think they are just a very funny, great person. And I met them and I was so over gushy. I'd had a drink because I was like, we were at like a launch. Well, it was at my book launch. Mm. And I was talking to them and I was like, you're amazing. You're so funny. You're so great. I wouldn't shut up because I was so nervous as well. 
And then afterwards, I was like, oh, oh I hate it. When you, when you, no, I, I think that's when complimentary. You, when you overcompensate and you just get stuck in and you're like, no, I can't. I think that's complimentary. Now. I don't think people ever. It made me cringe so well, much. No way. It's only like 20% of people's time they spend like <laughs> thinking about the people, maybe even less. And what then was there that, was that Winston Churchill quote. It's like you spend your 20s worrying what everyone thinks. You spend your 40s uh, not giving a shit what anyone thinks. He didn't say shit, obviously. Uh, and then you spend your 60s realizing that no one gave a shit in the first place anyway. What about your 30s? 30s uh, is is a little bit... Just masturbating, yeah. seriously. <laughs> For your 30s. In your you don't th- leave the that's, house. That's what you say. 30s when your time is masturbating, is, is, that's quite strange if you're just doing that. That's what Winston Churchill said. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's was, a direct quote. He was a weird guy, so <laughs> take it up with him. But I, but I think, actually, I think in terms of overthinking, that if you have that, that's actually an okay one to have because as we get older, I think we... What, what do you yeah. think... Um, like, why do we have this? Why do we have this brain? So my understanding, like I get a bit spiritual, is that mm-hmm. we have the soul and then we've got like the human, like monkey mind. Yeah. Why do we, why is it so overactive? Like we've like seemed to have become this like mad neurotic mm. kind of society of people. I don't really know. I think most of the stuff that happens with the overthinking and the self criticism, well being like, what do you call it? Your inner critic mm. words. Um, <laughs> I think that most of that is your ego. So mm. it's mainly like that part of you that isn't you that just wants to bring you down. But not being from a medical background or anyone that's actually studied it, I can only say like vaguely what I think. And I just think it's that your brain just goes off on, I don't know, I think it's just picking up on things that your fears, picking up on things that would be terrible to happen. And then it projects those to you as things mm. that you're actually thinking or they're going to happen. I, so I, think, I, I think those yeah. those like instincts come from a very like base like survival yeah. instinct almost and that's kind of spiraled and got out of control <laughs> whereas like the soul yeah. that sits beneath like the human mind is actually mm-hmm. just very chill pretty chill give a shit, but it's just yeah. got this like this yeah. is hey. I, I i found out something the other day which i'm going to read to you which i had i had no idea so like i have a real problem with abandonment like that's my big thing like i'm always scared and that goes back to i'm scared that like if I, so I will people please and accept 400 dinners and then let every and let everyone 400 know. dinners. <laughs> and then, and then, Sorry, then, you Henry the eighth. No, <laughs> no, but I will, but I, because I just can't bear the thought of letting anyone down. And then that leads to people pleasing and whatever it is. And I always thought in my head, I, in my like unsort of clinical head, I was like, okay, that's most likely because parents got divorced, boarding school, rejection, fearing of that. And then someone told me that I have ADHD, right? And someone told me that AD, attention deficit hyperactive disorder, uh, hard, it's harder to focus and pay attention, all those kind of things. But also one of the big things that people who have that is rejection sensitive dysphoria, which is, uh, which is 99% of teens and adults with the ADHD are more sensitive than usual to rejection. It's one of the big things in I life. I don't think you should dispel the stuff that's happened in your <laughs> no, life. No, I'm not saying it is. I, I think that though sometimes ADHD and other things like that do manifest from experiences. In oh, life. do you think they are? I think there's. A, I definitely think yeah. they're interlinked. I don't think it's just like suddenly you get it. I think. But I, that made me feel it. so much better. I was like, oh my god, that's obviously why I have it. Yeah. No. Anyone, I, don't, I think. Are, are you anxiously <laughs> attached then, as like an attachment style? I think that I. I go through stages where I freak out about like, you know, whether it's in relation, my relationship or it's whether it's with friendships, I'm like, oh God, wait, hang on a second. Am I, 
this or that. I'm way better than I was. Like yeah. before I used to like really go over and over. I'm like, I mean, if it's, it could be a hundred times better. I, I'm like a hundred times better. But there are moments that I go through sort of this weakness where I, it, really only in my relationship with Soph sometimes I do it. And that's like not sexy either. Like that is the least sexiest mm. thing. When you, uh, you just feel a bit insecure about us at the moment. It's like we're getting married. What are you talking about? Like, yeah, well, like, I don't know. We are good. Like, yeah, like, we're okay. Like what are you doing? <laughs> but I don't know where it flares up. It's really weird. I don't know. You don't have that man? I th yeah, I think it's in there somewhere. Maybe not as... <laughs> no, it's not anywhere as in there. It's not as heightened as yours. Is it? Hayley, what about you? I'm actually avoidant. Oh, God, give it to me. I thought... like I'm an avoidant attachment person. <laughs> the words are hard. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm avoidantly attached. How do you say it? Avoidant? Right? I don't know. What is yeah, it? Yeah, I'm an avoidant. So basically, like when things start getting serious, I'm a bit like, ah, uh, push away. Um, I'm not so bad now. I think like therapy very much helped that. But um, weirdly with friends, I'm very much anxious attached. So I'm like, please like me. Yeah. And, like I really want other people's approval, but in an actual relationship, I'm very much avoidant and want my own space and I'm very independent, which I think is really weird. Wait, hang on a second. I also have that, which I didn't realize. Yeah. Jay, no, I, honestly, I I'm feel just like diagnosing you. You, con yeah. you constantly are next thing. It's like I've got that as well. well no, I've got that. No, I don't, I don't, don't no. scroll through TikTok where you'll have everything under the sun. Yeah, no, no, but but I but I definitely when including an erection. That's <laughs> what don't waste an erection. Don't waste it. Never, never trust an erection and always, always trust just a fart. fart. <laughs> Good solid also, advice. Never Tom. waste a yeah. fart. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, before uh, marrying Soph, um, I was, uh, I, I all, in all my relationships, free, oh God, oh, commitment, commit, commit, commit. And then when I got this puppy, the, re the real reason I really struggled with it, because it was a commitment and that you can't step away from. How are you getting like, on? Yeah, fine. Fine now, but it was like a hard, like I definitely had that commitment it's thing as well. I think yeah, it's, it's that you're being so, tied down almost. Yeah, for sure. it goes trapped. against that kind of inert feeling that we have for like freedom, I think. Yeah. We want to be able to like be mobile and move wherever we want. We don't actually know why or where, mm. but we just have this like deep instinct. I have yeah. that as well. Yeah, I want to like, run. I want to just be able to, if I, if, you know, if needs be, Pascal turns up and I'm like, let's go. <laughs> we're off, we're boy. Off. Yeah. yeah, but but you know, monogamy supposedly doesn't work. Statistically. I don't think I could be polyamorous though. <clears throat> no, you no, nor no could way. I. But but statistically, no no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, 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 never, no, 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 not me. Um, but uh, statistically, monogamy doesn't work. Mm. Like more people are getting divorced now than yeah, staying marriages, together. Yeah, it? but I still have that um, Disney aspect towards life. That I think it's wonderful to spend your life with somebody and someone, and if you find that one person, that's magical, right? That's that's for me, hundred percent. But statistically, it doesn't work. And in Sweden, they're like the happiest in their relationships because they actually don't live together sometimes. I've heard a lot of people that don't share a room. Yeah, don't share a room. I'm not, I don't know anyone that doesn't live together, but that, oh, that's, that's the best bit, though, isn't it? Yeah. I think it is good to have separate stuff. Like, like what? Separate loos. <laughs> yeah, separate you, loo. You'd definitely benefit from that. I would really that. benefit yeah. from that. Bit of peace and serenity. I really, but, I really would. would what Lay would you, down. In, in <laughs> what would you do if your partner said to you, look, I want to have a separate room? I would be okay with that. And I actually think that I kind of want that, but we'd stay in one room, but we'd both have our separate rooms if we want to chill out. I, ideal for arguments. Exactly. But I, but I slam the door. But, but, but hey, do you have that because 
you're because maybe you'll be you can overthink and that's quite exhausting so if you're around someone all the time you actually just want to sit in your own existence rather than think <laughs> about what they're thinking about probably because also after i've had a lot of socialization i'm like oh i just literally don't think i can do it anymore i need oh, to go really? into a room on my own like yeah, I loads of people are like that yeah, it's quite nice. I was on my own recently. Yeah, and I liked it. Are you, are you, alone with your I get energized around people more than I. I but then it's because uh, you're kind of a character. It's all a facade. <laughs> Nothing's real. You can't be in your own space because you're like, what am I? <laughs> Who am I? <laughs> Looking what? in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Just wanking. <laughs> I know. Well, that, that, yeah, because that's lots, <clears throat> most people have that where actually they get energized by themselves. It's actually a way better way to be. Yeah. Way better because it means you're sort of comfortable in yourself and comfortable in your skin and all those kind of things. Um, okay. What's the, what's the big ball symbolize? I have periods. <laughs> we haven't spoken about periods. Why are men fascinated with periods? <laughs> are they? Yeah, but I think men are fascinated with periods. Well, what questions do you have? Okay. Um, Come on, interviewer. I, well, you, why don't you ask a question then? I'm not a medical professional. Uh, yeah, I know you have we to say that. We spoke about periods last yeah. time, I yeah. seem to remember. Yeah, but they, but they are, but they are, firstly, they are, it, it's like. I know what you're about to do here. You're about to go down the hole like, oh, periods are fine. and like. Oh, no, I'm not saying that at all. I said they're women tough. Women love me. No, I said they're tough. Periods don't happen I'm once a month. I'm just down with the. What, the periods. So down with it. Down I know, with I know everything. Periods are tough. They happen once a month. Mm -hmm. They. Thanks, Doc. <laughs> Correct. So enlightening. Ding, ding, ding. So smart. <laughs> so you know it all. <laughs> but why are you then saying something? I'm ah! way, I way more enjoy you struggling. It's a lot mm. better. Periods are tough because they happen once a month. The end. <laughs> right. Okay. Come on. That's, this is it. Hard hitting. Why we're going to clip this you, up. You know no, shit gonna, all about I'm the, the, the female I'm not, anatomy. I'm not professing to. Yeah, yeah. Whereas you are because you're trying to get the vote. Alex didn't even know where the vulva was. I didn't. Well, I didn't know what a vulva was until I was like 23. <laughs> just thought it was your vagina everywhere. Your vagina everywhere? <laughs> what? Everywhere. But it's my vagina everywhere. <laughs> my vagina's all around town. <laughs> what is a vulva now, Mitt? It's the whole like front porch, isn't it? <laughs> it's the know. porch of the house. It's the front porch. I, well, I mean, if you put it porch. like that, it kind of is the porch. It's yeah. the front The outside. Porch. Sit outside on a rocking chair and <laughs> <laughs> in the vulva. Hey, you ain't coming in here. <laughs> Get out Wait, of my town, boy. So what, what, names, <laughs> what names do you know for it? What? What names do you know for all of it? Uh, clitoris. Yeah. Oh, clitoris. <laughs> the clitoral hook. Clitoris. Vulva. Honestly, it got so awkward. I was saying, oh, Shitting a lot. <laughs> Shit. Oh. <laughs> uh, the pee pee hole. <laughs> you read that? You read that, yeah. Uh, all right, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Oxford grad. <laughs> Jesus. I know what He's got a PhD. Because I know what the urethra is. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, the womb. <laughs> Inside, in yeah. in there. Also, uh, he, I went the womb, he pushed backwards and then up. <laughs> the womb? <laughs> the womb. Like it was some sort of slide. Um, my, my, uh, yeah, I'm not going to become a gynecologist. <laughs> what else is there going? Going? Uh, the labia is. Oh, I forgot which one that is. You don't know what the labia is. Where's the? I know exactly what the labia is. Oh God! Of course you do. What is it then? <laughs> what is it? Try. 
Get a, get a design of a vagina. Hold up your hand. A design ha- of a vagina. No, get your, get your hand up. And he's got it. He's got it. He's got it. <laughs> no. No, just do it. Okay, right. The, the, is the labia on the outside? <laughs> look like you're part of the Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> the vaginati. Um, I, don't know where, I don't know what it is. Pass. It's, um, people call them like beef curtains. Yeah, the, the skin. that was the... Beef curtains. <laughs> I thought that was the, uh, the wizard sleeve. No, I thought... <laughs> I thought that was the uh, worst what, names for it. First, so mean. What was the first one? Yeah, it's horrible. What was the first <laughs> the one? The vulva. The vulva. I thought that was uh, the vulva is all encompassing, right? Pretty and much. The the labia is within the vulva. It comes it's the lips. <laughs> it's the lips are the size of a giant. Yeah, I did think that, but then we'd already said uh, vulvas, and I thought that was that as well. So. Uh, we all a, had an education today. It's tough. It's tough out there. You can relax now. Yeah. Why is it? But why do men get like that? Why know. do men find it tricky to talk about it? Because I, I don't actually really find it that tricky. Do you know what it is? I think because at school, when <laughs> you've been my life around them, you know. Um, <laughs> I'm just really comfortable with, I, yeah, with yeah. I'm really, I've, I've been in the bush, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I've fucking been about a bit. Yeah, I've seen quite a few. <laughs> yeah. oh. Actually, I feel most at ease when I'm around a, a big old labia. <laughs> Labia menorah. There we go. It's probably terminology. Oh, God, big old liberal, liberal. Oh, here we go. You're drunk again. <laughs> Hanging out next to vaginas. Natural habitat. In the outback. Oh, God. <laughs> Get off my land. Get off my porch. <laughs> Just spat everywhere. Oh, oh joy. Anyway, why do men find it tricky to talk about these things? I think it's just because sex education was split, which is wrong to do into genders because also there's not just two genders, but yeah. it was very much like boys learn this, girls learn this. Mm-hmm. And I don't think boys really learn anything about the female anatomy or periods or anything. They were just like, yeah, girls have boobs. Yeah, that, that is was so true. And oh, oh, and, and sir, am I allowed to masturbate? And that's literally what it was. <laughs> right now. <laughs> Sorry. What school did you go to? Uh, sir, do you mind if I masturbate again? I, I didn't quite hit the spot last time. I sat next to my friend Dave in the history lesson. He was, and I turned to him and he, Dave. he, 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 was, he, was, he was wanking. He looked at me with this. Shh. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. No one will ever believe you. Oh my God. That's awful. That's really freaky. What's Dave doing now? <laughs> he also couldn't it's drink out of a. He's Dave's worried about Dave's Dave. in prison. Yeah. Um, worried about this. He's guy. been in there for a while. <laughs> Good. And, and, and it's probably best for society yeah. these days. Sounds it. it. You're so right there. It's because it, sex education wasn't and, and also when it was spoken about, typically boys just got overexcited. It was so it was like a funny yeah. it was like a funny lesson. I just don't I think I had two sex education lessons, which is why I had no idea about my body at mm. all. So I was like, oh, what's that's why I was calling it a vagina up until I was like 22. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's my vagina. And then someone was like, that's your vulva. I was like. Do we need, do yeah, we need to be so like clinical though? Like we wouldn't, back in the day, no one would have fucking known anything. No, we need to be that clinical. It's just a vagina. Oh, just go backwards. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I need, I need to work on my foreplay. It's, uh, <laughs> it's really not great. I think it's just good to know what your body is. Like it's good to know the body parts totally. rather than not know anything about yourself. It's also scary, right? Ignorance is bliss. <laughs> I'm just trying to back <laughs> my own corner. But also, I think it's scary. Like, I think when when women typically have their first period, that's like a really upsetting, traumatic time. Slightly, mm-hmm. you're you're at school, or you're swimming, or you're playing sport, or you're with your friends, or whatever. You know, it, that's not like a fun experience to have. It's always no. embarrassing, I think, for some people. Well, sometimes. for me, and I do talk about this in that chapter. I uh, I didn't start my period until I was about 
16. Mm-hmm. But I lied and said I did since I was about 13. Because everyone wow. had started their oh, period really? but me. So I was like, something's wrong with me. Wow. So I was like, yeah, no, I started my period lying to everyone, really faking it the whole time for literally no reason. But it, because no one said you can start your period from this age mm. to this age and it's normal to start is, late. Is 16 I was like, late or, or not late? Or? I think it like I think most people start between 13 and 16. So you are on the late end of it if you are 16. But there's mm. nothing wrong with that. I mean, people develop at different stages. Not. And also it doesn't mean that your body, like for some girls, I think for me as well, I was like, oh, I don't have any boobs and I hadn't developed. And one of my friends didn't develop until she was like 17. Mm. She's now got massive boobs. Mm. And then one of my friends who developed at 12, she's got tiny boobs. Like it doesn't, doesn't, it doesn't mean that your body's going to be different. Or, mm. Do you know what I mean? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's quite weird, that whole like race to development. It was like, I remember so as a boy, like if you didn't have pubes, it was like you got fucking rinsed. Yeah, but you, but, you like, had to, yeah but you had to sit baldy. in. Yeah, but you had, <laughs> you had to sit in like a sweet spot because if you had... If you ha- didn't have any pubes, you were then... <laughs> Sorry, if you didn't have any pubes, or well, you've got way too many. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so yeah. bush going on. Yeah, yeah, if you had too many, I remember I remember my friend Archer's school had armpit head, and we were all like, look at that freak. And like, like, you know, he's like armpit is quite a normal thing. Yeah. Yeah, I know, it's not my point. You mutant. <laughs> it's so weird how we make so these weird. things weird. It's so weird. Like, I, And also, it, it, that's why I always talk about like the innocence of things is so amazing. Mm. I remember when I was at school, I just the innocence. I remember we were all boys boarding school at like eight years old. We all went into the shower. <laughs> oh God, where's this going? The innocence <laughs> of it all. It was just, you know, it we was all, just buggery without it. We, <laughs> we all went into a shower together and we rubbed soap on <laughs> 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 yourselves so, or each other? On ourselves. Right. And we all hugged and then moved away and made one huge bubble. <laughs> Like that, and you wouldn't as, do that as adults. No, as a you metaphor, would, that's very beautiful. It was amazing. It was so cool. I still remember it. It was wicked. But as when you got older, your innocence is ruined because the, then, oh, that's weird. The bubble yeah. was burst. Well, it's true. Yeah. The bubble is the bubble burst. Was burst. That bubble is burst. Well, after this, should we get a shower? Get so sudded up. Sudded. <laughs> Make some beautiful bubbles. Let's get, let's get what, bubbly. Me, you, and Haley in a shower together. <laughs> well, no, I was thinking just us two. But <laughs> <laughs> you, no, what's wrong with two. me? <laughs> Well, I don't know, I thought it might be a little bit forward. <laughs> uh, one of the um, big ones that I like is self-conversation starters. Mm-hmm. Is this about telling yourself positive things? What is this in the chat? No. So it's um, like when I personally, when I meet new people, I don't know what to say. <laughs> so I end up getting like, you're amazing. <laughs> you're really funny. You're really great. You're so cool. Like, I really think you're great. And that's there's, there's no starter. There's that's they're like, not a good you. one. <laughs> Wait, that, like you say that the first time you've met them. If if I or like earlier, well, yeah, I'm, I'm not great. Like, I just feel like when I meet someone for the first time, my words will come out all jumbled up, and I don't know. I feel like I forget how to be a human, and I put so much pressure on it that I just 
weird stuff comes out or nothing comes it's out. It's called spoonerisms, like, I think. Spoonerisms. Apparently it's called a spoonerism. Apparently it's called a spoonerism, I think, where you get your words jumbled up when you it's like it's it's almost like an anxiety thing where you you you're sort of overthinking the whole situation. You can't quite get your words out. Mm. So you end up going like, oh, can you pass that potato out of why? And you're like, why? And then your brain's like, put what way? Put what way? It's like that. When I'm um, thinking of Little Mix. Oh, yeah. She's like, like I had That's to a do, definite freak out. I had to do a... <laughs> I had to do an advert for BBC Three, mm-hmm. and my lines were: "BBC Three are back is back on TV." So BBC Three is back on TV, right? Yeah. I don't know what happened to me, but there were so many people in the room. I thought this is so much pressure to make this right, and so honestly, they would have the camera. They would write Jamie on three, two, one, and I'd go. I went, oh my god! I said to the point where people honestly were like. There's something wrong with them. Because I go, went, BBBC. I went, so sorry, I can't do it. I, uh, I worked in a call center. And um, when I was younger and I sat next to this girl, Emma, who she, I think she wet herself when I did it. You had to be like, hi, name of the company. My name's Hayley. <laughs> and I swear, I don't know what happened. I was like, Hayley, Hayley, Hayley. Hayley, 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 Hayley. Start yodeling. Hayley, Hayley. <laughs> She was literally like, what's God. going on? And I couldn't stop. So like this poor woman on the phone, I was going, I would have blamed it on the line. I'd be like, sorry, the phones are down. Imagine if you got stuck in that loop forever. I was just crying. I was like, it won't stop. Oh, I'm so embarrassed. I think yeah. I ended up hanging up. <laughs> Why does it happen to your boys? I know. <laughs> but like, you never forget it. You'll it will haunt you forever. Like that was in I don't know. Like eighteen. <laughs> oh god awful awful i don't know why it happens though it's like you glitch it's just you break yeah you can't take the pressure no. <laughs> you don't even know that. <laughs> they're just there trying to order something and i'm like hella 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 they're like it's not like a seal <laughs> they must have honestly been on the other side of the phone like Huh? Oh is she all right? God. Oh god! Terrible. Um, one of the big chats as well is mm-hmm. uh, me versus grief. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're bringing it down a notch. Hey, we've got a little bit. <laughs> okay, let's sit back. <laughs> but also, you you dedicated the book to your dad. I did, which is amazing for my dad. Sorry, this book mentions queefing and poop so many times. But how come you? Um, Gave special thanks to your dad. So the grief chapter is about him. Mm. Um, But he, when he was with us, he always used to write books and really wanted to be published. Really, he was just very like clever. Um, He's, he has got a published book that he self-published, but he used to write books and then he'd go out and try and get them published and no one ever took them. Mm. So when he passed away and I got this book offer, I was like, this just feels like the best way to honor him and finish what he started mm. um but i don't i don't think that he would have written about queefing and periods and stuff but um, but he'd be so proud you never know but it, 
You do never know. <laughs> but it'd be so proud. I mean, honestly, that's just insane. I hope so. Oh, be, well, I know so, right? Yeah. I, I, you know so mm. without a doubt. How, how do you deal with grief? Because it is a really tricky thing. I think it's really hard. I think that when I was grieving, I didn't know I was grieving. And also right at the beginning, when he first passed away, I was very much like not quite registering it. And I think it took ages for me to actually have I think the, the day I found out Burson's tears was really upset but then it didn't feel like he passed away and we were all like trying to have a laugh and trying to keep the spirits up which I always think sounds really weird but there was a lot of laughter around that time that we all remembered things about him we shared stories which naturally all of us were laughing and we were trying to make jokes um like when I picked up his ashes I was like patting them and came like, <laughs> you're meant to get like an urn, but we decided not to get an urn because they looked really urny. And we were like, oh, it's not really quite Sorry, right. Sorry, anything a little bit less urny. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it's a bit too urny, very old school. Um, so we were like, oh, let's just, let's just get it how it is. And then we'll, we'll buy our own bag for it. Not bag, sorry, our own urn. <laughs> it came in like a sandwich bag. <laughs> I, I, mine came in like a, a concrete mixer bag, pretty much. Yeah, that's what there it was, is. Yeah, it's and like there, a... were, there was so many, there was so much of it. It was the most unceremonious thing we've it's ever awful. done. I was like, I threw it, and then I was like, "There's still a, probably what like, do we do? there's probably like fifty more." Th- and I'm just, just chuck- said it was like, it's like a bag of sand. By the end, I was so just like, it was, it was awful. See ya. It's yeah. horrific. It, we it, still have it. In in my head, I'd you know it was going to be this kind of like beautiful moment where you sort of stand at a cliff face and it blows off into the thing. It was literally just like chucking just like concrete crust yeah. on the floor. <laughs> it's outrageous. Like, this is really not going the way I thought it was going to no, go. No, it's um, so heavy. Like they passed me the bag, and I was like, oh, what a flashy bag. It's also such a bizarre moment. You're like, right. This is the person that I loved. You're dearly, in here. And they're in this bag. You're like, you what fit the in that bag. Fuck is this? Yeah. Like, it's very odd. Also, why doesn't it weigh the same as them? You know? It's still there. It's all there. Yeah, that's a really stupid question. But I expected it to be really light. And when I, so, when so I handed you, it, I was you're like, going to go back to the crematorium and go, I think that you've, have you pinched some of my dad? Because this weighs. We're missing a couple of feet. Yeah, this weighs a lot less than he used to weigh. I shouldn't be able to carry this. <laughs> Something's wrong. Yeah, no. But it no, is weird. You do, so do kind of have to, like, even though it is, it is quite dark and fucked you have up, to you have to, there of is, course. you've got to find comedy. Yeah, like if I, you don't laugh, you will just cry. Yeah, yeah, I do, yeah, I yeah. do think there's a lot to be said in kind of changing the, not narrative, but just changing the way we feel about death a little yeah. bit because we're sort of bred to, it's this such dark, like cloud mm-hmm. subject and it's like, ah, but actually there should be celebration in death. And yeah, like, there really should. And, and I think it is, it can be a much more lighthearted celebrated yeah. thing. In, in I, I totally, I, I, I did not do that. No, I, I was the hard. same as you, just like cried like I don't think I've ever heard anyone cried before. Yeah. And then that was it. And then I was suddenly just like, right, normal face. Yeah. Don't. Yeah, but you're, it, nor, you're quite like that in it, general. It didn't. What? <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. You're quite like, not even mean, you, you don't even force it. You just are built that way. I think, I think that I, for some reason, have a uh, mechanism that the way of dealing with yeah. trauma or grief is to just go, whoosh, let's get rid of that. Yeah. That's not going to serve us. Else. But then what happens is it ends it up, builds up manifesting and coming out in it strange does. ways. It- yeah. Hey, has happened to you? Did that- so my head, my dad had dementia before he died and that I didn't deal with that. I put yeah. in like a little compartment at the back of my head and I didn't realize, I think it was for about two years. I was just a different person. 
remember you saying um, you, you you got angry at it. Oh, so I was just not a nice person to be around. Like I would argue with everyone. I was very short with people. And like at the time I didn't notice it at all, but obviously people around me were like, you're hard work. Mm. Um, even like I'd look back at videos I'd made years ago, comedy things. And I'd be like, how did, how did I even write that? Like, I don't have that part of my brain is gone. Like I didn't know how to write that. And it wasn't until I started dealing with it and started trying to understand what had happened and try to process it, that that part came back and that the anger stripped away. Wow. But when my dad did die, the beginning part, I was just like really numb, really confused. And then the anger that came out of that was hot. Like it was just really weird. Like I'm not angry, an angry person. to what though? Life. I, no, I don't even know. I was just, I felt anger. Like I, I'd be sat at home in my flat on my own and I'd be watching something and this like heat would rise through my body. And I'd be like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. And I'd like punch my pillows and then sprint out the house till it went. Quite, and it, was, it would be quite useful now. It was weird. The, the heating crisis. <coughs> yeah, exactly. Just constantly hot. Just time. running around. That is really tough. Having uh, anger is, is is a real it's, it's a mm. real remedy for disaster. It's horrible, but yeah. I wasn't around anyone. Well, you know, a recipe. Yeah, a re yeah, recipe, not remedy. <laughs> um, um, but it, but it, yeah, you won't. But if it's inside of you, and you and you, because you got to get rid of it. And some it people really, don't. Some people really just sit with it. Creates yeah. like blockages. I found. And mm -hmm. um, unless you clear that, like it also, I think it like, it does manifest like physically in your body as well. Yeah. Like I had kind of loads of like weird injuries and I was just feeling a bit like fucked, do yeah. you know what I mean? And I think I've only just recently like managed to kind of ease them out clear and like, that, yeah. yeah, get it out of my body a little bit. How, how did you d d get over it? Or not get over it, but, but uh, come to terms with it all? I think therapy was the only thing that really helped because it's just, it's so difficult to process any of those emotions and you're experiencing so many, I kept Googling it. I was like, is that part, like, why am I sleeping constantly? Like I couldn't stay awake. I'd go and see my mum, and then I'd come home, pass out until 7 p.m. Then I'd wake up for an hour, have something to eat, like fall asleep. The next day I'd wake up at 10. Like I, I'm always up really early. So it was mm. weird that I just couldn't get out of bed couldn't stop falling asleep. And it was just like random moments. I'd be like, oh, I'm gone. Um, wow. And it was like the anger, the sleep, um, the jealousy I'd get for seeing other families, like things just like were pouring out of me. And I was like, oh, I don't know where this is all stupid. I don't know where this is coming from. Um, and every time I Googled it, it was like, this is a symptom. Um, Cause it can't be that, not that simple. No, yeah, I you was think like, it, yeah, oh, it's not that, I'm it's dying. not that. Yeah, it's not that I'm dying. Yeah, because yeah. it's always the simplest answer. Yeah. Of course you're grieving, you've yet had a really traumatic experience. Mm. Someone you've loved and left you, of course it's about that. Yeah. yeah, but we don't think it is. No, you don't think at all about, no one also, absolutely no one ever teaches you how to grieve or what grieving looks like. And it doesn't look the same for everyone. Like I looked up how to grieve and it shows you that Sarah, um, way of grieving and I can't remember what it stands for, but they go through each of those. And I thought, that's just not how it is for me. Like there's so many different things. And at the end of it, I was like, okay, he's died, but it's still, I mean, I, I've, I'm still in therapy and we talk about it. Um, <clears throat> well, we don't talk about it as much as I probably should because I don't think I realize I'm still grieving, mm. but there'll be things where like we were watching, um, I actually don't know what, oh, have you seen Shrinking? on it's amazing i haven't really seen it. good yeah what's that um it's it's a series on apple tv and it's got jason siegel in it yeah. and his wife's died and he's a shrink and he's it's it's really good and it's really I'd good recommend. yeah but 
in that, the daughter's grieving the loss of the mum and mm. it triggered, really quickly triggered everything in me. And I was just sat there bawling my eyes out like I just lost him. Mm. And it just, I'll see an advert. There was, I can't remember, there was an advert where the girl's talking with her dad and it was really sweet. And I was like, I can't no. do this. Oh, and it no. just like, you'll not expect it and you'll see something and then suddenly be like, oh my God, I'm really not over it. But then mm. the next day, I haven't even thought about it. It's, 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 it's just, I feel incredibly <clears throat> lucky, but also maybe it's a double-edged sword. I fortunately have not experienced grief in mm -hmm. terms of, I've had grandparents who've done things like that, but you know, some haven't experienced it really, you know, sort of right in front of me. And I, it, I'm really scared of it. I, I'm so scared that actually, you know, we know one day that, you know, loved ones or friends or whatever are probably, that's going to happen to them. And mm -hmm. that's a really scary thing for me for some reason. I, I haven't accepted it yet. The fact that I couldn't phone someone up or whatever. That's, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's really like, I, if, if I sink into it too much, it becomes scary. And, and, you know, they always say there's this thing which they say, so the really hard part of your life is from about 27 to 45. And that's because responsibilities happen, financial mm -hmm. issues. Uh, that Ferrari that we were meant to have in, you know, it hasn't really got here. We don't have that house in the south of France that we thought we were going to have. Um, and one of the things is people die. Mm -hmm. friends family members whatever it is and you have to deal with that so it's a really hard period to go through and, mm -hmm. and we're sort of in that sniper's lens at the moment which is a bit scary i think for me but it's a part of life it is but sadly nothing ever prepares you for it yeah you, I know. you can't sit there and go everyone's gonna die eventually this is gonna happen and then it happened and be okay with it because you never will like it's it's such a hard thing it's it's one hell of a lesson yeah teaches you so much like my biggest fear was losing my mum mm. so when it happened I was like well that's perfect that's yeah. the thing I was literally most scared exactly. of so I was like fuck but weirdly you learn so much from it mm -hmm. and you kind of build it and also in some weird way I'm like well it's kind of out of the way now so like <laughs> I don't have to worry about it yeah <laughs> there we go but yeah I also think <laughs> that's out of the way it's done yeah. brilliant oh relief but I also think like I used to be really scared of dying or like not scared of dying but I had mm. such bad health anxiety that I always thought I was dying and that scared me whereas now I think it sounds really dark but I whenever I'm like oh my god I, I'm dying or if something's to happen that I think I could die or like might kill me I'd be like well be reunited with my dad. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it definitely puts you at ease with, <clears throat> yeah. with death. Which, that's which, cool. Which I love great. that. Yeah. Um, I love that. That's so good. Hedy, um, honestly, I, I, I'm going to, I don't read also, books, can we just mention but I'm going to freaking. You're on the quote. Jamie. I know. Yeah. Jamie is the, he's got one Hilarious. word. Hilarious. Uh, Hilarious. Yeah, I'm honored. I'm, I'm going to put on his camera. I'm right there. And Hayley asked, she said, do you mind if you were on there? And I was like, absolutely not. It's <laughs> unbelievable. You're joking. It's the greatest thing ever. I'm really happy to I'm be there. I'm so happy. Honestly, go. I, I really want people to go and get the book because it's so good. And you, hey, I, I know I say this and you, you'll be like, oh, no, no, you're the funniest. So funny in everything you do and so great in everything you. you do. Um, And you won't accept that. You'll be like, oh, no. no. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. More what like, a liar. Yeah, 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 <laughs> I know. But you truly are. Um. And listen, all of your social media and everything, we can go and check out as well. So on TikTok and Instagram and all those kind of stuff. But also, if you're checking out Haley's social media, go and buy a copy of the book because it's really cool and it's force, great. Force feeding it. Yeah, force, just get it. Go and do it, 100%. Um, you're, also, your brother wrote in the back, it's great to you finally found someone to talk about queefing instead of the family dinner table. Do you talk about queefing a lot at the family dinner I table? I talk about queefing everywhere I go. Queef. Everywhere I go, <laughs> always, always take, take the queef in with me. you. 
right, I want to say a big thank you for coming on Private Parts again, <laughs> thank dude. Thank you so uh, much for having me. Again. I really appreciate it. See you next year. See you see next you, year. See Make you this an annual year. thing. Yeah, we're doing an annual thing. Yeah. You'll be in another book, you yeah. versus Spider Man. Probably. <laughs> Things have really progressed. That's the next yeah. one. <laughs> Hayley, thank you so much. Thank we'll see you everyone next week. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, they're going to be lolling themselves. Haley, thank you so much for coming on. You absolute legend. Hey, guys, remember, if you haven't subscribed to our podcast, go and give it a little subscribe um, to all of our little things, but mainly to the Spotify Apple accounts because it makes other people see. I'd, well be, I'd be so interested to know whether you doing this every time, saying that little spiel every week, if it actually increases That's people. 100% works. Do you think people actually listen to it? Yeah, of course they do. All right, guys, have the greatest day. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When your skin feels nourished and glows, you radiate confidence. Osea makes giving your skin a glow up easy with their clean, clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This seaweed-powered duo features two of Osea's best sellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.